0: Welcome to We Think We Talk, sponsored by Select Care Pharmacy, a pharmacy that is non retail but that services the smallest of group homes to the largest of skilled nursing facilities with prompt attention and care and world class customer service. All right, welcome back to another episode of We Think We Talk. I'm excited today. This is really an interesting concept. I have Bill Vickery with us. And uh, Bill does something that really, um, especially in the senior industry, is something that's needed. And it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's interesting, interesting concept. Because a lot of times, uh, we were just talking really right before we started taping here. Um, aging adults, they see the changes in the world. They see the new technology, the interesting things coming. But... Um, Really, to take that on yourself, that's a big challenge when you're just not really technologically savvy. And so Bill and I were talking at an event uh, the other week, last week or the week before. I can't remember now. But uh, he even mentioned to me, he said, hey, you know, Andy, what's your email address? I'm going to send you something. And he sent me, and it was um, a class on iPhone that he was going to give. And I'd read it. I liked it because you put me on your list. And uh, first of all, welcome, Bill. Thank, thank you. Thank, thanks for thanks having for me. Thank you for being here. Appreciate thank it. Thank you for being to the table. Uh, but really, it's 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 just an interesting concept because what Bill does, his card is very cool. I have to say this. I actually put it in my pocket, and I, and, and I even told him this earlier. But it says, just call Bill. That That really sums up what Bill does because really, classes and programs he offers to adults, aging adults, seniors, um, really on technology, you know, uh, the one I looked on was the, I, the iPhone, the beginner and advanced, um, you know, iPhone's been around now, what, 20 years, Almost, 15 yeah. years, something yep. crazy like that. iPad technology. What is Uber? What is Lyft? I mean, that is huge. There's a lot of seniors that can't drive, but you know what? They still want to be able to go where they want to go, do what they want to do. Um, then, you know, how to select cell phones and how to select plans, asking the right questions there, banking, um, really just sets up many different topics very similar to our show about what we do to try to help you uh, with whatever is coming up on your life. But so first, tell us kind of how, before you even started this, tell us about your professional life. Kind of tell us, give us a start from the beginning so we can know who Bill is.
1: Sure, sure. Sure. Born and raised in Dearborn, Michigan. So, okay. in the shadow of Ford Motors' world headquarters right outside of Detroit. Absolutely. And, uh, I was the uh, kid. My dad dragged along with me t- before American Pickers was cool. Yeah. My dad collected and restored antique cars. Oh. So I learned how to go to a swap meet and buy and sell things at a very early age. Okay. That's and fun. so um, I still they do that to this day. I don't buy cars like he did, but mm-hmm. uh, but uh, kind of fun stuff to go junking around. But uh, born and raised there. Went to school at Michigan State. And uh, got a degree, a bachelor's of science degree in packaging engineering. Okay. Uh, Some people locally here may recognize that Clemson University has a program similar to that.
0: Packaging science.
1: Uh, Yes, and that was modeled after Michigan State. Michigan State's program started in the Mm mid-50s, the first four-year accredited university that had the program. Mm -hmm. And I was influenced by my dad and my grandfather. That's cool. They were in the packaging industry for automotive. Uh, my dad was there forty-seven years at a packaging company that his father-in-law started, mm-hmm. and then I started my first job at General Motors as a packaging engineer.
0: And that's a you know we talk about Clemson University. I actually know that program pretty well, packaging science. And in today's world, that is a actually big deal because everybody now that I know, and I'm sure you, and, and I mean ninety percent of the world, we have stuff delivered to our house quicker than we'll go buy it. Sure. Um, you know, a uh, 24-hour turnaround is amazing. But still, there's cost involved with packaging. If You know, if you don't package properly, safely, you know, A, you can ruin a lot of money for the product you're sending, but you can also cost yourself a lot of money because people don't think about the postage and other things like that involved. And, and of course, you having a packaging background know that you know, it's, there's there's less expensive ways to ship things, uh, bulk and freight and logistics of it and all that. So really, it is a science. It's 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 complicated.
1: Yeah, I got to do some really cool things as I was an engineer, especially a packaging engineer. So most people say, well, what do you package in the automotive world? Well, you think about it everything you buy comes in a package, either in a single package or a bulk package. Mm -hmm. So um, whether it's a spark plug, a shirt a pair of shoes, toothpaste. Um, the cool thing is through the years as I left the automotive industry, I got to do some other packaging things with electronics and computers. Well, now when you're dealing with a $40,000 monitor for the FAA, right. and you have to make sure it gets from point A to point B, and and it still works when it gets there, That's right. well, packaging is critical and expensive. Yes. So um, I did that for a long time. And uh, what brought me to South Carolina was I was a plant engineer and a packaging engineer for Mack Trucks. Yes. Uh, I was the first packaging engineer ever hired in the history of Mack Trucks, and that was like 65 years then back in the day. Right. And they uh, were looking for volunteers to build a new facility in Winsboro, South Carolina, mm-hmm. the booming metropolis.
0: <laughs> That's right.
1: and. At the time, and still to this day, well, Mack Trucks has been bought since, but the headquarters was in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Yes. And I thought, I'm a single guy. This, there's got to be a better opportunity going south. So um, for those of you who don't know Winsboro, it's just a little north off 77 of uh, Columbia, South Carolina. Yes. I spent a year and a half in a hotel. Uh Building and starting up the hotel, or the uh, obviously the hotel. I probably started <laughs> well, the probably hotel too. Probably that too. A year and a half. Uh, you kind of helped them. But you know? with the plant, you know, we were like rock stars going to Winsboro because we were bringing jobs, we were bringing yes. cool technology, and and building these great Mack trucks. And when the plant was all finished, my boss came one day and said, uh, "You're finished here. You have to go back to corporate." And I said, "Why? Well, I, I really don't want to go." back. I like it here. Right. And he said, well, if you want a job, you have to go back to Allentown corporate. I'm single. I said, the girls are pretty. The weather's nice. Right. I I really, I want to stay. And he said, well, right. if you want a job, you have to go. Right. Well, I handed my resume to the company that built the plant. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened to be this little company here in Greenville, South Carolina called Floridania. Yeah. And six months later, I went to work for them. And that's what brought me here. Yes. So I started as a a project engineer, a project manager, and then I was the uh, the engineer that my boss came to me one day, and he says, you ever thought about a career in business development or marketing? And I said, what do you mean? He says, you're the only technical guy I've seen in a long time that I could put in front of a client and not have to worry about what happens. right. Right, and so I had a. I was very fortunate. I had an opportunity to transition my career, and they taught me in the class and on the job training for 18 month immersion program, mm-hmm. and been pretty much doing something related to marketing and sales ever since.
0: That's awesome. And you know, um, Florida Daniels is big here. Uh, I, matter of fact, um, a story that a lot of people wouldn't know about me because everybody knows of me in the healthcare industry. When I was really young and just married uh, in the Florida Daniel complex, which for those that don't know that live in the upstate, it's literally right behind the Greenville Mall. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Halton and Webb Road. All right. Uh, You know, that that I literally, I actually worked in a building there and UPS had leased a building from Florida Daniel and I was their customer service trainer. Uh, I had so many of the people that when you call 1 800 PICK UPS, I trained them, uh-huh. the first 1100 or 1200 somewhere in there, customer service agents for UPS that were based in the Greenville area. Now, since they've moved to Colorado, this was many, many years ago. We won't age ourselves because right. we're still right. young, Bill. <laughs> but um, yeah, I did that, and, and and so I had I interacted a lot with the Florida Daniel guys, and uh, well, they, they we were lived and awesome.
1: breathed on UPS. And oh r- yeah, yeah, r- r- yeah, r- r- yeah r- absolutely.
0: R- and so you know, it, it was just really a you know. Had nice little benches, you know, outside of all of the little complexes, and would sit out there and talk, and would kind of laugh, and I'd get to listen to the projects you guys were working on and stuff. And I mean, we're talking about complex, right? Um, You know, and things that I had a Florida guy, a Florida Daniel guy, tell me one time. It's interesting. He was like, you know, there's sometimes you can get things almost right, and here's where I understand this. Another thing about me you wouldn't know is I love watches. Uh, I'm, I'm a big watch guy. So packaging is everything when sure. they're sending that to sure. me. Because that's a... Can be watch a deli- yourself
1: as a package.
0: Right. It's <laughs> a delicate product. Well, Floor Daniel also had the same mentality that I do with watches. Your watch kind of can't almost work. right? All right. It either keeps accurate time or it does not. When they're constructing something or building something, even one hundredth of a millimeter off could be catastrophic the higher you go, sure. the larger it gets. So it really, one of the floor Daniel guys that I met, and this, this was literally, this was almost 30 years ago. He convinced me, he's like, you know, look, you love watches so much. You're always talking about them, you know, and I always. I don't know why my fascination has always been there. It caused me. It made me become a horologist. I actually do that on the side. I, I repair watches because of the accuracy. Hmm. It either works or it doesn't. Right. And and so your science behind that, you know, I have to give a shout out to Florida Dancers. I mean, they're still there, still yeah. going strong.
1: Well, that campus back in the day when you were in there, I was there. That had over forty five hundred people on that yes, campus. Yes, it did. It's changed a lot now. Yes. Um But yes. still have a lot of friends that we used to work with. And as I tell people, I was trained by one of the best and then went on to do other great fun things. So I stayed in that industry for over 20 years Yes, and uh, been all over the world, lived in 10 states, don't remember how many cities, <laughs> right. uh, got married in 1990, dragged my wife around the country, and we had a chance to come back to Greenville about eight years ago. And she Good. looked at me and she said, cause we got married in Greenville in 1990 uh-huh. in one of the travels around. Right. And she looked at me this last time and said, you know, we're not moving anymore. <laughs> I don't, uh, you, you can move, but I'm not going. I'm staying. Yes. I'm staying. And I said, I get it. And, and I'm not going either. So
0: Well, <laughs> last week on the show, we had Adam Jennings Uh oh. and you know, Adam, there's <laughs> trouble there. <laughs> there's trouble there. <laughs> and, uh, But, you know, Adam, you know, he represents, you know, yeah, this is, yeah, that Greenville. You Mm -hmm. know, Um, Greenville right now, more people are moving to this area than ever before. Our infrastructure cannot keep up with the amount of people moving. And I've been asked why, because, you know, there's people that listen far outside of our area. And I said, I don't know where else. You know, I, I was born and raised here. Okay. I was born and raised in a little town called Williamston. Oh, okay. All right. And uh, my dad sold Porsches most of his life, and my mom was uh, in... In Williamston? The, uh, no, no, no. Oh. <laughs> he, he had to drive to Greenville. Okay. Uh, but he had customers all over. Gotcha. Uh, met some interesting folks. Sure. We, have, we have a lot of interesting uh, professional athletes from here that used to be clients of sure, my Sure, sure, I bet. And, um, and so people ask me all the time, you know, what is so attractive about South Carolina? Because you know a lot of people from areas not that that are that are out west and they just haven't experienced it here. I said, well, to break it down for you, it's it's a smaller state. I said, but you can live anywhere in the state and get in your car and you can go to the coast. You can go to the mountains. You get four delicate seasons. Now summertime's hot. Right. We, it, we have humidity, but this is also a place where. At Christmas time, you can be grilling steaks. You know the weather if is. Snow comes; it's not going to be around. There right. <laughs> the snow comes; you may see it, and then tomorrow you're driving back. Normal. That's right. So, I mean, you really have the best of all worlds, and there's so much around here to see. So, I, you know, your wife was right. I mean,
1: yeah, she's a Carolina girl. She grew up in Myrtle Beach. so Okay. Uh, yeah.
0: So, so yeah, she gets it. So, you know, it, it's 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 just one of those things. But, um, so your career, really, you know, it, it's been definitely, um. Interesting, especially in engineering. You know, you it, it, a lot of information you have to learn and uh, you're taught. And really, you know, through your career, a lot of on-the-job training as new projects come. I mean, you have to figure things out. Sure. And that that leads me to where we're talking about now. What's, sure. What you do now. Well, it's so it, cool.
1: So the, the transition, though, from the technical side to the sales and marketing side, I, I tease but I, about myself is, it's a schizophrenia that I control, <laughs> right. um, jokingly, between right brain and left brain. Uh, yes. I love to do it because it's a challenge to me, and most people are going, you really are an engineer by schooling? Because you don't act like one and dress like one, and I take that very proudly as a compliment. Right. But um, as I got through all sorts of transitions and downsizes and all that. The industry is very cool, but also very volatile. It is. Of, you know, takeovers and, you know, mergers and acquisitions Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. So after the last one, you know, I just kind of took back a a look back and said, okay, kind of like what we were talking about either. What's important in life and and what what do I want to be when I grow up? Right. But in the meantime, I would have family and friends that would see me with my smartphone, an iPhone. Yes. And they go, you know how to use that? Right. And it didn't matter how old they were, because not many people really had them then. Right. I think my first one was an iPhone 4. Okay. One day at one of the companies I was with, the boss walked down the hallway, said, give me your phone, which was a Blackberry. And yes. there was about 10 of us standing there after a meeting. We handed him a BlackBerry and he handed us an iPhone 4, hmm. and we all looked at each other and stared at it, and nobody told us how to use it because nobody knew how to use it. Right. And so all of that being said, it was game on. So ever since, uh, self-taught because yes. you really there isn't many places to go, and we'll talk about that in a second. But I would have people, oh well, can you show me this and show me that, and it really what triggered the the. Uh, just call Bill movement. We'll call That's it. Is, it's is a movement. Uh, sure. A friend of mine in his early seventies um, used to manage NBC TV stations all over the country. And there are mm-hmm. our neighbors in Ohio. And he came to me one day and started asking me. And I said, Mel, you have like these real you have everything Apple. You yeah. got an iPad, you got a phone, you got an iMac, you got it. This is before watches. He had everything. Yeah. And one year he gave his wife his old iPhone six. Mm-hmm. And she had a flip phone at the time, right? And she said she came to me one time and she says, "You need to help me learn how to use this." Right. He cannot help me. He just, you know, if, if any of you've ever had a spouse or a friend try to help you, you know, learn a sport, right. or, or a language or anything, it's it's harder for somebody that loves you and is close to you. You're, the patience yes. level is is difficult. Is zero. Yes. Yes. A, and and for both parties involved. Absolutely. So. Um, what, what is it? We hurt the ones we love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not intentionally.
0: Not but, intentionally, but, it's but, just, but it sure can tolerance. escalate in a hurry. It can.
1: So one day I was, and, and we we did it kind of cov- not on purpose covertly, but you know, our you know, she was up early having coffee, and they lived in Columbia, we lived in Greenville at the time, and whenever I'd go to their house or they would come to our house, we we she said, oh, can you show me? Well, he got up one morning and says, what are you all doing? And and whatever we were doing that day, and he sits down, and he goes, I don't know how to do that. Well, that's where I created the monster, or in in a good way. Yes. He called me once a week after that for months and kept asking me questions. And and to this day, the only Apple store is in Greenville. There's not one in Columbia. Yes. So he would pay to go to the Apple store, but he said, well, I can call Bill and never have—he doesn't charge anything. And and it was a friend. You know, we were just kind of— So one day I said, man, why do you keep calling me? He goes, Bill, there's no place for me to go to do this. Right. And if any of you have ever been to the Apple store, um, I'll just leave it at that. I call it a cultural experience. And it's a cultural experience. For seniors, it's a very difficult environment to communicate and even more learn, because they're going to teach you right at the Genius Bar in the middle of that loud, yes, bright environment um, with someone with purple hair and a bone in his nose.
0: Right. You know. So right.
1: anyway, I say all of that. I didn't really believe him, so I started doing some research. The sales and marketing guy in me, and I started mm-hmm. looking, and I said, "He's right. There's no place for seniors to go learn about their technology." That's right. And at this point, I, I really, I said, "It was is an iPad, iPhone." Right. So as I did more research, you know, I'm talking to my wife, and she's, "What are you thinking of doing?" I said, "I'm thinking I wanted to create a a, a program, a whole curriculum on how to learn." Right. Back in the, my engineering days, I used to, in my, when I was in sales, I was, used, I was teaching salespeople, technical people, how to sell. Right. So I thought, well, if I can do that for engineers, there's got to be a way I could create something for seniors. Yes. So I'll, the long story short is I've figured out how seniors learn. I figured out the pace. Mm-hmm. I figured out the language, mm-hmm. uh, and more importantly, that um, I call it the technology tug of war. And you you can't see what we're doing here, but mm-hmm. most of the time, seniors will go to someone younger to them, and say something like, "Hey, can you show me how to attach a picture to a text?" Right. And that person will grab the phone from them mm-hmm. and do it for them Correct. and hand the phone back. Right. Well, over a period of time hours or days, this happens, and finally the senior stops and becomes extremely frustrated and says, wait a minute, I didn't see what you did, Mm -hmm. I don't understand, and you did it too fast, and more importantly, you did it for me. Right. I didn't learn. Well, the person they're asking, whether it's their child or grandchild or friend or whoever, they're like, I want to do this and make them go away. Just, here, I did it for you, Mom. Then there's right. usually a conversation of, geez, Mom, I've showed you how to do this 10 times. Why don't you get it? And the frustration level goes through the roof for both people. Absolutely. The senior gets up and pretty much says, never mind, and they walk away. So they've never learned that the answer and, the, and how to attach that picture to a text. Right. And the younger person says, thank God, he's not going to ask me anymore. Mm-hmm. And they walk away. Mm-hmm. So what I do when I teach is I never touch their phone. Yes. I want them from a a muscle memory standpoint. Everybody said, oh, that's COVID. I said, no, it's not. It's because when nobody's around, you have to learn how to do it yourself. Correct. So the curriculum is really, um, it's evolved over time. I started uh, the programs at the Malden Senior Center Mm -hmm. here outside of Greenville. Uh, pre covid that was the second largest senior center in the state of South Carolina. I yeah, know it really well. And uh, at the time, Suzanne Underwood was running the program, yes. uh, a wonderful friend. She's not there anymore. But uh, in the peak days, there were 4,000 people a month that would go through that door.
0: Absolutely. You know, I can say nothing. And, and you know, I, I'm, I'm going to pause you just for a minute because th- those guys at the Malden Senior Center were awesome during a time when I was still an administrator in a building. Uh, They called me up and asked me how many uh, throws, blankets, they had knitted. Um, And I believe I had 100 residents. And the next day, 100 of the most beautiful knitted quilts were brought and donated Mm -hmm. from them. And and the residents loved them. And, you know, I can't even express how much over the years the Malden Center has reached out to seniors and, and adults and different facilities and homes to help. Sure. and But yeah, keeping them busy because they were making it. So that was an awesome and, place and to And the start. seniors love doing it isn't a, a, one of the many activities.
1: Yes. So I started there and really Suzanne kind of gave me the break and she said, you do what? Nobody does that. Mm-hmm. So fast forward, I'm the only person that does this comprehensively in the state of South Carolina and even few in the Southeast. Correct. So, and we can talk more about that later. So off I went and um, literally created uh, iPhone for beginners and an iPhone for advanced and iPad and whatever. Um, It's really evolved over time that... um, but I really wanted to get into the Ollie Furman program. I mm-hmm. kept hearing this is like the coolest, the Ali program, a national right. program, and I thought, well, I want to, I want to play with the big boys. I want to, you right. know, this is my corporate competition yeah. coming out. Yeah, so. yeah,
0: this, this, this is, this is the drive you have in that sales right. class. Right. Yeah.
1: Um, little did I know it. Doesn't pay a whole lot, but I didn't care because of it. It really gave me a big stamp of approval from a very reputable Absolutely. institution. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so once I got approved to teach, they uh, they said, "Well, that's great. Now our terms are eight weeks, and every class is ninety minutes, and you'll teach one class a week." Mm-hmm. And I did the math, and I want that's twelve hours. I don't know twelve hours of iPhone stuff. Right. I, I, even on a good day, I might be, could come with six. Right. Oh, and your class starts in three months. Right. So (laughs) off I went, and I freaked out a little bit, and then I started looking at what else could I weave in. And to this day, so I call that the iPhone extreme class, because it is 12 hours. Right. Most of them are not that long. So as I teach at Wofford Lifelong Learning or Anderson Lifelong Learning, um, I modified those programs. And it's usually a four to six class session, 90 minutes each. Right. And I progressively and systematically start with, how do you turn it on? Yes. What are the buttons? And the interesting thing of anybody that's taught, you'll know is when you get a room full of people, there's various levels of experience in the room. Correct. So I've had classes where they bring their phone and take it out of the box for the first time yes, and tell me I didn't want to do anything till I came here. Mm-hmm. And there's other ones that have the new iPhone 13 Pro X
0: All right. and
1: spend a lot of money and know a little bit.
0: Well, you're right. This is the interesting part of it. And, and as I told you earlier, we were talking uh, before we sat down, I literally was talking to my mother. <laughs> I said, "Look, I said I have Bill Vickery. He, because she always asks who's coming on the show. Uh-huh. She always finds it interesting. She wants to know what topic and, mm-hmm. and in every detail. And I said he does something that I find that is just really cool. I said because it's not something that's offered. And and I looked at it and thought about it a little bit as I was talking to her because when I was younger, um, when I was younger." I would help her. I can remember our first PC in, in, in the house, and I was the expert. I was young, and I would show her and teach her, and then she in her life and her career had always been around technology, using it, uh, so she would learn quickly and do things. So as time has progressed, um, my boys, my children, they're both in college, Somewhere the gap I lost, mm-hmm. like the ability where I was the pro at one time, now my boys will say, no, I'll go to Gaga. They call her Gaga. Okay, I'll go to Gaga's house and take care of it because she'll call and say, I'm on the computer, and I want to do this, but it's messing up. What do I do? Or my Wi-Fi I'm having trouble with. Um, or her, she got a new uh, phone. Um. A new uh, she got a new cell phone okay. because uh Nate I believe my 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 youngest got the newest iPhone uh which is what the 14 uh 13 13 13. 14 13 will come out in the fall yeah it's got like a million cameras and does all kind of crazy mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. and everything but he can use it right sure he gets it that's that that's their world they get it but I have found myself now going to them with my phone sure because I still want Excel. I still want Word. I want everything that we used to have on the computers back in the day on my phone. It's important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I travel, you know, um, I work with Select Care Pharmacy. You know, I have to keep information and know, but sometimes it'll go above my head. And my youngest son uh, took uh, marketing graphics. Okay. So he can kill a, he can take your phone and and, and design you something off your phone. But he once again, the same exact thing that you said, I asked him the other day. I said, I want to make a new design for something. And it was for the pharmacy. Uh, How do I do this? And he's like, here, just give me your phone. Boom, 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 it was done. But then I had to stop him and say, what did you do? Right. Walk me through this. Show me this. So I was talking to my mom and telling her about this. And uh, she said, you know, I would actually like to take those classes because since she's been retired, you know, she still likes to take her trips and do things, but she too upgrades her phones and tablets. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one thing that she's very keen on, and this is why I thought what you do so important is banking online is a huge thing. And I think I mentioned it earlier, but but you even, you even go over it. There's, you know, about introduction to online banking. Right. Um, this is a class that you do. It is so important that seniors have, and, and, and I know this coming from um, my past as an administrator over communities to where, you know, someone dealing and keeping their own financial records and, and still having control over their money is is a big thing for them. Um, it's huge. It it's it's that piece that you don't want to let go. It's so very important. Um, so my mom is an avid online banker. I mean. I, seriously, my mom will know if a penny <laughs> it goes away. But see, banking has become more complicated, especially for someone that is, a, is an aging adult because they're usually retired, usually just don't have a simple checking or simple savings. You have checking, savings. You may have some IRAs, some CDs. When you deal now with uh, broker houses is what I call them, the new terminology, everybody will know them as Edward Jones, Raymond James, Um, everything that you look at, your stats and your numbers, you you don't necessarily want to rely on the U.S. Mail to send you that quarterly report, okay? You want to look at live what's happening, especially real-time data. data. Well, it's available. Sure. If you don't know how to access it, though, you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, So she wants to still be involved in keeping that going. Um, She's finding some of the new... Websites which are interesting, you know, they're they're really cool and neat and and easy to get to. But I've noticed the platforms have become intricate um, to work through. Like even fields that that you have to fill in. For example, if you miss a field or you hit a caps on something that will and, and you don't realize you did it, you can't get back into it. And it will lock you out, yeah, and, and then reset it all. Yeah. Oh, then you're at one eight hundred land. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that will also the frustration level is a whole different thing. Sure, um, sure. But what you do, the services it, to keep people independent is huge in our industry. It's just because we can't rely on our grandchildren. We, we can't rely on our children because they're busy, too. They're right. off at college. You know, your they may not children, even live in town. A lot don't. And, and, and trying to explain over the telephone right. or trying to watch a video if you're that advanced, if you mm-hmm. can go there, mm-hmm. even those videos are set from people that are already technologically advanced. So they're expecting you to already go through five or six steps Get, go here, go here, go here, go here. Okay, and now this is what you do. Right. The problem is we don't know how to get to where they're did going. They start. How where did, did they, they start? start? Yeah, exactly. So, what do you what do you think when your first class mm-hmm. you taught your first class? What was your takeaway from that? What was what 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 did your brain? You know, do? The,
1: the, gosh, I'm trying to think about the first one. I really didn't know what I was getting into. Right. Um, but. Through the years, I've well, I think part of one of the things I learned is I just wanted a room full of people that I could do this and maybe make a dollar. And what I learned is the more people in the room, the worse it is because I wanted this to be hands on, very understanding, and it was bedlam and chaos. You know, I think I had 40 people in an iPhone class at Malden, and it was horrible. It right. was horrible for them, it was horrible for me, and so now I've boiled it down, but it's interesting when I start the very first class now, um, give them a little intro, and the first thing I say to them is, this, I want to know your name, mm-hmm. I want you to tell me what kind of phone you have, and I already know you're in the iPhone class, so don't tell me it's an iPhone, right, and right. they still tell me. <laughs> and then the third thing I want to know is, you came here for a reason, what do you want to learn? Mm-hmm even though I have an already structured um, curriculum and agenda sure. for each class. I said, just tell me two or three things. So I write them all down, and then there's silence. Right. Well, I don't know what kind of phone I have. Usually 40 to 50% of the room doesn't know what kind of phone they have.
0: No. Well, yes.
1: And, and that's okay. So yeah. I said, we're going to have your first lesson right now. We're going to go to settings, and I'm going to show you what kind of phone you have. Right. whether it's an old one or a new one, Mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, wow. I said, oh, so we've just made it worthwhile for you coming. But then what I do then is weave in those things that they want to learn, which most typically 80% of what they've put on their list they want to learn, I already have in the class. Exactly. Because it's through time I've learned what – that's how I got to that 12-hour class. Right, absolutely. Um, And then there's always, like today, I did one earlier before coming here. Mm -hmm. I learn every time I do this, because these people are really smart.
0: Oh, absolutely. And
1: and I get questions that I'm like, "Uh, I don't know. we'll find out.
0: Well, me me being in the senior industry, one thing that drives me bananas, I mean, I'm telling you, it will make me mad, my face goes red, my blood pressure, I'm stroking out, is that some people, not all, but some people that aren't in our industry, that they have not had the opportunity to deal with seniors on Mm -hmm. a regular basis they want to sometimes treat seniors like we would treat a toddler or a child. Right. And, you know, I understand where their mindset is. I do, because, you know, uh, some of us experience hearing loss. Some of us may have a deficit as we get older or illness. Like we were talking about rheumatoid arthritis earlier. So we may look a little different, but... I don't think they create in their mind that this person had a serious past in their life and they could have been a million different things and, and, and they're very smart. Uh, but once again, it just goes back to what they don't know. They don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. you can take the smartest person in the entire world. And if I show them something brand new, they can't just automatically use it. It, it that the world does not work that way. Right. Um, yeah. What, they
1: didn't grow up with this technology and no. a smartphone where, you know, you're, your sons and, or even, right. you know, a 10- or 12-year-old, they don't know any different.
0: In the last 40 years, technology has done things that, I mean, I think in the last 40, from what I researched and read, um, we've had more changes in the last 40 years than we had previously the 150 years past. I believe that. I mean, that. It, yeah. it, it, things and applications and the way we can just process things now, the time, you know, back in the day when you actually had to draw a design, for example, Literally by hand and using... Gosh, so you're going to show how old I am now. Well, well, but, but no. I mean, I, I can remember a slide Yeah. for math. I mean, you know, but had we had a chemistry
1: used... class in college that the slide rule was the backup to your calculator. Exactly. It and was the, the prof backup. said if your battery dies, you're using your slide rule. You're using
0: your slide rule. Right. And, you know, people used to... You know, we're talking about engineering. People used to sit down at the table and have a blueprint, and then, and it was an honest-to-goodness blueprint. I mean, and we had different rulers we you know different tools that we used for that and now so you know that took time now i think the technology can progress so fast because now we have the computer systems and things that will do what it would take eight hours can do in five minutes right so things do move along quicker and it progresses quicker but one thing i want to i want to move and shift gears just a little bit because this is really important and interesting uh something that you go over and I was just looking at it kind of because you, you just have like such a broad field that you that you help seniors and or anybody with, really. But yeah, um, I, I
1: like to my my motto has turned to be I want to work with seniors and their families to yes. learn how to use their technology more confidently, right, effectively, and safely. Exactly. Because when you think about it, it doesn't matter whether your 10-year-old grandson or your eighty-two-year-old grandma. We we if you don't know how to use this safely, you are you're gonna. That's be what we're going to talk about in a minute. The, okay. the
0: safety part. That's huge. That I'm I'm going there okay. for sure. But I'm going to talk about the technology for healthcare. Okay, this is huge. this has changed literally the last three years. This has become the new norm. Okay, uh, COVID really pushed this pushed this faster than the rollout was going to be, but it just happened. You know, COVID came along, so this had this technology that was sort of sitting there, and slowly was uh, being introduced to the physicians that I know and, and uh, practitioners and other folks. All of a sudden, went bang. We've got to use it. It's like here, it's now, and the learning curve was not there. People just had to automatically deal with it and learn on the go, learn on the fly. But. Um, there's two things about that. One, obviously telemedicine,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, i want to talk about that to you and my chart, my chart's huge.
1: Exactly. Okay.
0: Um, telemedicine is, and I've had a couple of programs now where we talked to physicians and, you know, they talked about some of the good things of telemedicine, uh, that's came through, through the pandemic really. Um, but they were able to help a lot of people, you know, uh, with problems post-pandemic. Just because the pandemic came, somebody still had thyroid disease disease, or or they had other complications and illnesses. They wanted
1: to stay home in their jammies and talk to the doctor at the kitchen table. Right, exactly.
0: So um, telemedicine, in some cases, there are some physicians, specialty physicians, that want you to actually have an iPad and they want to go live with you. And they want to have your face so that they know it's you. Which is completely understandable for HIPAA mm-hmm. laws and everything exactly, else. and you have this. So you'll go out and, and, and I know several people, um, you probably know them too. They literally went out or ordered an iPad because they have so many different doctors that they had to to maintain their line in, you know for, for their uh, their times for their uh, appointments. Because they they ran it just as they would a walk in appointment. If if you couldn't do it or you were late, you couldn't get refills on medications. You, I mean, it was it was a very serious thing, and they would try to learn how to um, with with the iPad. I believe it's called um, what do you call it when you FaceTime. Fa- FaceTime. Thank you. I lost that. I use Android, so oh okay, yeah. <laughs> Yes.
1: So any uh, Apple product you can right, do FaceTime, which right, is basically FaceTime. a video phone call. It's a video phone call. For free.
0: Yeah. And my mom, I'll use her for the example on this. My oldest son, uh, I, w- I was not in town, and probably would not have been as effective as he was. He went, and he literally stayed the night at her house. And he did a good job, though. He, he walked, made her walk through it. Because he had his iPhone with him. Okay, good. And and but it gave her the comfort because she was very very nervous. Oh, it's a
1: scary, um, you know, f- venture that if, if somebody right. said just well we're going to connect for telemed tomorrow and you're like, what do you mean? What are you talking about?
0: Right. And you know what? And she had a really good question that she brought up, and, and we'll go into the safety part a little bit. But she said, "I'll be talking about a lot of personal information." Over this video chat. And I can remember her saying this. And this was, in her mind, a big deal. Mm -hmm. You know, and I thought about that. I I guess I had never really plunged that into my simple brain. But all of a sudden, now somebody, you know, you've, you've been told all of our life, when we talk on the telephone, you really talk a certain way. You don't talk about certain things. You know, privacy. People around you can hear you. Right. Even more so today, people can film you tape you right, whatever. Right. So all of a Don't sudden now, now <laughs> you're telling them to do something different. It's kind of like the this is the this is the comparison that I made. If 4 years ago, you and I were to put on a mask and walk into our bank, okay, it would have been a bad situation. Right, right. Now that's normal. You know, people walking into banks with masks on. So that was almost as weird for my mom, who's always known HIPAA, always been very protective over her her patients and herself, now going to have a conversation in can people view this? Is this going to be like a YouTube video? See, because the, oh,
1: that's the, a good question. Yeah.
0: yeah, the difference for her was if if you're if you're live, is it recorded? Is it put out there for the world to see? Because what she has heard all her life since the internet has, in 1995-ish, yep. 1990 introduced, 95, everybody pretty much had it in the house, uh, is that once it's out there, it's out there. Right. And that's a, that's a true statement. Absolutely. So she said, how safe is this? And I actually had to read and research myself for that because, you know, you hear of hackers. Mm-hmm. You hear people stealing your identity, and really, to be honest with you, they'll go after seniors. That's the most vulnerable and easiest way that they can go in. Absolutely. And so, I had to read enough information and and understand. So, I do know this as a fact. Well, you're going to teach me now. Okay. Well, (laughs) no, I mean, this is why we think we talk. I mean, this is a a show for that would. That is so digital from your Wi-Fi platforms and is and they're using a Wi-Fi platform, your doctor, you're using one, and everything is digitally scrambled through that. So it's not impossible for somebody to break into that because you're not you're not using a multi-room chat. Right. Where a lot we saw a lot of people jumping into those. Yeah. You know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But you would have to really, really be focused on that moment, that time, that phone call, and break and hack two different secure servers. So the likelihood of that happening would be harder. It would be like 10 times easier to win the lottery. So that's relatively very safe and safer than a cell phone. Uh, And that's what I tell people. There's nothing 100% secure,
1: but there are some that are better than others. The Apple products tend to be a little better. Yes. Um, And then again, like you said, going through the different servers and the Wi-Fi and all that good stuff. There's firewalls that were just impenetrable. Right, but that's an interesting question. So uh, when the pandemic hit the senior industry was caught flat-footed. It was. And not just them, but I think they reacted slower than most. Yes. You know, if all of us ever hear the word pivot ever again, they'd probably never want to hear it. <laughs> right. But I say all of that is because I watched this happen from where I sit with technology, mm-hmm. and the seniors suffered the most in their families. They did. Uh, there was a slow response time. Yes. Um People during the pandemic, the beginning two and a half years ago, said, "Oh, you must be really busy." I said, "No, I can't see anybody in person to help them." Well, you could go on Zoom or or some other FaceTime. Well, then I don't even know what I'm talking about, right? And and so all of that being said, as the healthcare industry, another part of that said, "Well, we're well." I'll give you an example. So. Most of the senior communities, the centers, the nonprofits that serve seniors, after they shut down, then they said, okay, we're going to open up digitally, electronically. Yes. yes. Well, we're just going to send them emails. Well, you know, probably 40% of your membership or residents or whatever don't even have email. Right. Another 25% don't have broadband internet access in the state of South Carolina. Correct. And so, but the powers that be thought technology is so easy and everybody has it, we're, we're just going to push a button, and it sends it to them. Mm-hmm. So what happened is everyone knows they were isolated. Well, I can't go see them mm-hmm. in their own home or wherever they live. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you can FaceTime. Well, right. can I do that on a flip phone? Can right. I do that on an Android? Right. What, what are you talking about? So the industry made lots of assumptions mm-hmm. that everybody knew how to do this. And it was bad. And, and so, from a standpoint of to go back to the healthcare, because I could get good going on the senior industry for a long oh, time. No. Yeah. But the healthcare stuff was interesting because what is telemedicine? Right. You why, to... why would I do that? Why do I have to do that? My right. doctor's telling me I have to do that. Can I do that on my flip phone? Or this iPhone or iPad. So a cool thing I got involved with during the pandemic, I partnered with the uh, Greenville Area Parkinson's Society. Mm-hmm. We, we came up with some, a strategy because they would do all their support groups and exercise programs in person before mm-hmm. the pandemic. Yes. Well, the pandemic came, and like them and everyone else, well, we're going to Zoom. Right. And mostly everybody knows what Zoom is now, sure. but then most seniors and their families did not. Right. So as we talked... They said, well, is there a way you could help us connect our seniors to our programs? We're going to go virtual online to Zoom. So we brainstormed and came up with an idea that they went and got grant money and bought five iPads. Right. We connected them to their programs, and then my job was to go to the families of people that had Parkinson's and their caregivers and teach them and set up the iPad so that when the exercise class or the grief or the bereavement group or whatever the program was they could join. Yes. At no cost. We they would we would do a pilot program for 30 days that they would get to keep, you know, use this iPad. Right. And the whole thing was well they didn't have a smartphone or a tablet or or a computer that had a camera and a microphone. And it really became built their confidence level of absolutely. using
0: it, absolutely,
1: to the point where some went and bought one on their own, or right. did something else, or oh, I have a laptop, can I do it on my laptop? So right. it really created an, a, a more sense of community and connectivity with them. Right. As I learned in the healthcare industry, so as like, um, I won't mention the, the system, but I was talking to some people in a, in the upstate area. And they said, "Oh my God, well, you would be so helpful for helping us field questions about my chart." Yes. Well, what do you mean?" She said, well, we get a1,000 phone calls a week yes. about my chart. Absolutely. And 85 percent of them are, "What is it? Why do I need it? And how do I use it?" Right? And I said, "Well, why don't you just hire me and we'll do big group classes. And do everything, answer those questions, so they take them out of the phone log, mm-hmm. and we create an account for them. Mm-hmm. Either, obviously, they're going to do it because of HIPAA requirements. Sure, They write down the username and the password, and then you guys take it from there. Mm-hmm. So there's a handoff that happens. Well, I haven't got anybody to bite on that yet, but th- this is not going away, as we well, well know.
0: No, it's not. We had uh, Dr. Cynthia Smoke on the show, and... Uh, she represents you know uh, with the insurance world mm-hmm. and the insurance world is is simply everything's my chart they have to use that and it started off and, and, let, and let me tell you an interesting little fact how my chart became one of those things that rushed into our life um you know it it was going to be slowly rolled it's been around for a long time people right. don't realize that but when covid, te- COVID testing first started the reply would be you had a lot of seniors going through the these massive lines, literally many different sites available. And they would give their information and it was usually depending on the area you lived in, it was by a certain hospital system. You know, we have several in the upstate mm-hmm. and, and, and throughout the other states, they have theirs. And they would say, Well, when will I find out my results? The response was check your check on my chart within 24 to 72 hours. Next.
1: What's that? Yeah, exactly. Crickets. And, mm-hmm. and,
0: and literally when, when they would say, well, how do I get there? What get I get? The, the, the nurse that was administering the test, obviously in that line did not have time to teach them or educate them or even have a flyer or a sheet showing them how to get to it. Right. So the, the only really response they could say, well, is go to our website, whatever group it may be. Sure. Go to our website. People don't realize that my chart actually follows you. It's your chart. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's a cool thing. But once again, if you've never looked at it or ne- never seen it, um, it's, you have no idea, and it, it really is not that simple to get into. I mean, uh, because of HIPAA privacy, sure, you know they want to make sure it's you get in that chart. Now, I can tell you this: once I did get in my chart, I was depressed. Now nah. <laughs> re- you read, you saw what was really going you, on. right? You, well, because you know your doctors are smiling at you the whole time. Oh right. yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Then you actually see what they actually put about uh-huh. you, and you're like, um. Uh-huh. Okay, I got to lose about 200 pounds because they didn't tell me that, but uh, they're right. But he wrote you it know. down. Yeah, they wrote it down.
1: Well, it's interesting because, as you mentioned, about when COVID started, and in order to get a vaccine when it all started, what did you have to have? An email address. Email address. I know of a particular organization, I won't name it, Right. that the person was tasked by the ownership of the firm to say, go create. Bogus email addresses so these people can go get their shot. Yes. Because they didn't have an email address. Yes. And didn't want one. Right. But they couldn't get a shot unless they had one. That's right. So, again, forced to technology, literally kicking and screaming. Right. um, May or may never, ever use it again. And that's one of the things I say about technology with seniors is use it as much or as little as you feel comfortable. Right. If you're going to make and receive phone calls, then use a flip phone. Right. Get one for 40 bucks, and, and life is good. My dad was that way. He was not a technology guy. Right. Uh, he threatened to want to get a smartphone every now and then, and unanimously the kids and the grandkids all said no, because you're going to be calling us all the time. Right, <laughs> right. But I say all of that is it shouldn't be stressful. It shouldn't be, um, you know, make your blood pressure go up 12 no. notches.
0: Um, if it's not for you, it's not for you. Well, here's a question I'd like to ask because a lot of people would, you know, they'd want to hear this from somebody like yourself that gives these classes. Online shopping, okay, that's a huge thing now because um, we are talking about packaging science earlier. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually a fan. When I get something in the mail, I, when I open it and I see that they have creatively really packaged. Oh, I wish
1: I was a packaging engine now because there's some cool oh, things it's and cool. people spend a lot of money on it now. Well, <laughs>
0: I, for, I forgot what I got the other day. Um, and Honestly, I, I wish I could remember to tell you. Uh, no, I do remember, uh, my wife had ordered Glade plugins, you know, Okay. but she ordered a bulk set of them and the box came in and I said, there's no way that 14 Glade plugins are put into this. So when I opened the box, one down, one up hooked properly. So they wouldn't touch each other in packaging yep. and shipping and bust or glass, mm-hmm. but it was just the coolest. And, and I thought to myself, somebody designed this. That was so cool. But the question I do want to throw out, because our world being that we're, we're, technology is crammed down our throat, we have to use it. In some cases, we have no choice. I mean, it's, it's shopping. I'll tell you this, and this is sad for me, uh, because I'm still a guy that likes to go, kind of like you were talking about earlier, I like to plunder, mm-hmm. if that's a word.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I like going to a, to a flea market looking through stuff. I'm looking for, of course, old watches or something cool or there may just be a pickaxe that is cool. Right. You know, and and I don't know when I'll need it, but I may need it, Mm -hmm. you know. (laughs) But, you know, still seeing, touching, I like that, but unfortunately, malls, uh, those are going away and I actually saw on the news last night, I don't know if you saw this, but there are only three Kmarts left. I did see that. And, and, one, one of the Kmart's is closing, so that'll leave two. And at one time, there were over 3,500 Kmarts. And it was... What would they do with all those blue lights they used to have? Uh, yeah, I'd like, I'd like to have one. <laughs> I know. Me too. Um, <laughs> but they're, they're had, they had to shut down because they didn't follow suit with Walmart and Target and Amazon with the online quick enough. Okay. Yep. And that's the simple reason. I mean, th- they had a file, you know, Chapter 11. And go through that and they, they admitted because, you know, Sears and Kmart merged and, you know, Sears is gone. Right. And now Kmart is there's two stores, and I think they're in the Midwest, that will be left and slowly those will fade out as well. Sure. Because of online business. Uh, even them having it shipped to the store, having the employees work at the store, putting it in there, that same product, I can go find two or three bucks cheaper. Bigger products, much, much cheaper, you know. Um so we're going to be forced to do this, but the biggest question that I hear, um, being that I'm in the senior industry, and even even with families uh, uh, w- at the pharmacy, you know, they pay the bills online and do things. They're scared to do that um, because they hear of people being hacked, mm-hmm. hear of people having their money stolen, and you know, as a senior, um, you want to be generous, you want to give to the right things, and and you know, but you. You know, you're having so many phone calls a day, Come, just coming to your phone, um, give to this or scam calls or over their emails that they do have when they get them. Sure. You know, it seems like a grandson writing you for money and it's not. You see all these scams. Absolutely. What's your, what's your best advice? Because they're going to have to use the technology and they're going to have to pay over it. What would you say for them to do to help keep themselves safe in that area?
1: Um, a couple things. So it was interesting. Just in my class yesterday, a lady told me that she buys a lot of stuff online. Yes. And so I said, well, how do you buy that and what kind of device? are mm-hmm. you? Go, do you have a computer or a tablet? No, I'm buying it right off my iPhone. Mm-hmm. I don't have a computer or a tablet. I mm-hmm. said, so you can see that screen pretty well. And her case in particularly, she asked a real lot of basic elementary questions questions Mm -hmm. for the past hour Mm -hmm. of the class. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the class, we had a little conversation, and that's when I asked her about, you know, are you doing it on a computer so you can see it and whatever? And she goes, no, I do it on the phone, and I buy stuff all the time.
0: Right.
1: I said, you know, I would recommend you don't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. I said, I would feel more comfortable. Now, this is just me talking. If you were my mom, I would say, you're not tech-savvy enough to pull out your credit card. And in her case, it was a debit card. Oh, and buying stuff all over the place. Oh. I said, so how do you know you've never been scammed? Well, I look at my statement. Do you look at your statement online, real time, or do you get a paper statement? Well, I get a paper statement. So I said, you're going to wait 30 days to see if somebody duped you or stole your money or scam, whatever you want to call it. I said, you know, you can lose your life savings in less than 10 seconds. Yes. And she looked at me and her face turned a little pale. Oh, absolutely. And I said, I'm not trying to scare the a little bit trying to scare the bejesus out of you, mm-hmm. but I don't want to see you on the news that something bad happened to you. And right. I do a whole hour class just on various scams. So part of that is it goes back to that thing we said earlier: you don't know what you don't know. Right. So what I explain to um, people that come to my class about the the technology is, you you have a responsibility to know some things if you're going to have that smartphone. That's right. And it doesn't matter whether it's your 12-year-old granddaughter or a 92-year-old person. Mm-hmm. They both need to know the responsibility. That's right. Any one of them can be scammed. But absolutely. And so just today, I just talked about how do you never get a phone scam? Right. And, it, and it's, I explained to them, I said, it's really, really simple. Mm-hmm. You never answer the phone unless you know who it is. That's right. And they look at me and they go, well, how do I know who it is? I said, well, yesterday we talked about putting your contacts in your phone. Mm-hmm. And when you take the time to put the name, first name and last name, mm-hmm. and their phone number in, when they call you, it shows up on the screen. Mm-hmm. And you see, I, 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 it's kind of fun because you watch the gears turning in their head a little mm-hmm. bit and they're kind of give you that look. And then I there's a group of people I call the Yeah Butts. <laughs> well, yeah, but what if it's my new doctor?
0: <laughs> the Yeah Butt, yeah.
1: Yeah, but what if it's the lady I met? the other day at church and we're going to meet to go to lunch, you know, pick one. Mm -hmm. I said, well, you don't answer. They're going to leave a message if it's important, Mm -hmm. you call them back, Mm -hmm. and then you put that contact in the phone. That's right. And a lot of them look at me like, well, that's a lot of work. And I said, but this is part of your responsibility. Right. And the stories, you've probably heard them. I could tell you oh, yes. hundreds of them. Oh. There's there's people all over the country that have lost hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars. Millions. And 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 people that have I did a class in Simpsonville a few months ago. There were 12 people in the class and four people in the class, three had already been scammed, and one, her husband, was in the process of being scammed. Mm-hmm. So um, I had
0: a client lose six hundred thousand dollars. Wow.
1: Wow. Um, yeah. I, my, yeah, I mean, it, it's horrible, and a lot of people, like today in the class I did, I said, you know, a lot of people think, well, I have three PhDs and an MBA and a college degree, and it's never going to happen to me, and I said, yes, it will. First of all, if you talk to them, scam on. Yeah. It's sure. that simple. When you answer the phone, your phone number is now sold on the black market. That's right. And exponentially, you will get more phone calls.
0: Right. So I literally received telephone calls from my father-in-law. It's his number. People don't realize, and this is, this is deeper than uh, elementary class, oh. but telephone numbers are cloned right. quickly. And what's so funny about it is his was cloned at one time, and apparently they just moved on. But still, it'll have his number, who I'm very well aware of, and I answer it, but underneath it, it'll say Afghanistan mm-hmm. just because it's been cloned before. And I've had to tell him. Um, but I have four rules. I have four rules that I've shared with my mom and my aunt and anybody in my life that I know are more vulnerable for these type situations, okay? But yet still use their technology. Sure. First rule, and, and this is the simplest rule, and, and, uh, I think I stole this from Warren Buffett, so I don't want to, like, this is not just my genius, and and I think I got it right. But A, if you are going to buy anything online, anything, always use a credit card. Right. Never, ever use a debit card. Debit card is real money. A credit card actually is set up where it's not real money until the bill comes and you look it, and they actually have insurance on credit cards for disputes. Right. And if you don't have a credit card, get one. You can even get a prepaid credit card with the exact same protection. Okay, a debit card from a bank, sure, it's FDIC protected, but it's not protected against a clone or a scam. Exactly. And And if you do get your money back, you're lucky. Yeah, I tell people in that scam class, I bring up a,
1: a screen and I'll show them and go through about, Me personally, I don't pay for gas at the pump. Never. Unless it's a credit card. Absolutely. Um, I also check for
0: a skimmer. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know what those are, we can talk about that later. Before I insert my credit card, I pull with both hands. Right. And I do inside now, too. Yeah, because they're starting to do it inside. And and even ATM machines. Absolutely. Um, I don't
1: use – I'll only use a credit card in a restaurant. Uh, yes. Um and or maybe a debit card if I can see the person processing my transaction. Correct. Because most restaurants, you put it in the little black sleeve, they go to the back room. Now mind you, are we being overly suspicious? Yes. Absolutely. We have to be. Absolutely. Cause we don't know who those people are. No. And and again, if it's your debit card, again, it's real money. Again, they could take a picture of it. They could rub the numbers. They could—I mean, there's all sorts of. I always my saying is bad people are doing bad things to good people every day. Every so day. you have to raise your radar awareness antenna mm-hmm. to know what the heck's going on around you. There's all hundreds of ways to be scammed. Go ahead with your other three.
0: Yeah. So for, first is use the credit card. Mm-hmm. Okay. Always. So this this is just a rule that I have implied to myself. To my children, especially to my mom and all her group of friends, people at church, wherever. Okay, mm-hmm. because I don't consider that real money. To the bill comes, you get to look at it. You can dispute if you ever have to dispute whatever. It won't wipe you out at sure. that moment. The second thing, and and you know, this is, I, I I guess it would be more of a simple thinking thing, but yet at the same time, a lot of people just avoid it. That. On your telephone, you can easily have an app on your phone that goes to your debit card, okay? All banks, major banks, if you can go online banking and you take the time to set up the application on your telephone, which is super secure, you can turn off your debit card. You can turn it on with a fingerprint or a code right before you use it and turn it off right when you're done. Yeah. And at the same time, this isn't the third thing, but you can add a little button on there that says "Notify Me Instant Time of Every Purchase." I asked that lady that question
1: yesterday. I said, "Do you have a notification from your bank if anything suspicious?" And she said, "No." I said, "You need to go do that
0: today." Right. Um, it's it's it takes five minutes of your life, and. You know, it has saved me because literally it'll let me know instantly when my debit card is turned off. And it will say, I think the last one, it comes from Seattle, Washington, which is an Amazon. That's where your charges come from. It said someone tried to purchase 90 something dollars So I know the card had been cloned. And that happens to all of our cards. People right. don't realize that, but that black market boomed quickly. But it was denied because my card was turned off. Uh-huh. So it said, if you wish to continue with this purchase, please log back in, turn on your card. Well, heck no. Heck no. That's yeah. my $90 that I did not have to sure. do. And the other two are pretty simple. There are two things out there that you can use that, that work in your favor. If you have to use a debit card, if you don't have a credit card, or you want to do online shopping, um, you have Venmo and Cash App. They're applications. But what you do is you simply load the amount of money only that you wish to use. Because they give you a credit card. Mm -hmm. They'll give you a card that you can put in it, and it it works the same as a credit card with the digits, expiration date, everything. And what you do before you make that purchase is you simply go into your, we'll say cash app, and just transfer $100 from your bank to the cash app. Buy the item you won't. If somebody steals that Cash App card, you've got nothing in there for them to take. Those those are the rules. Right. You don't deviate from those rules. You never answer or open an email from somebody you don't know. That's why... Never go in the spam folder unless you're just going to hit clear. Exactly. Okay? <laughs> they, they they There were smarter people than us that created that for a reason. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, it looks like it's the free... Upgrade of Microsoft thirteen that I can click here for no, but just delete.
0: But here's the biggest rule, <laughs> and I'm sure you teach this. But this is, I like to tell this, and this goes. You know, I don't care if you're thirteen listening, or if you're 113. This rule is the simplest rule of all. If it sounds too good to be true, it is. That's I say that all the time. It yep. It just is that simple. If I don't care if, if, if you have no common sense. If somebody is offering you something for free, hang up, don't click on it. Just ignore, ignore it like the plague because there's no such thing anymore. It does not exist. Um, you know and really, I think you know with the state, federal, government and protection laws that they have, you know, they try. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it barely puts a dent in anything. But no government agency is going to call you and ask for your Social Security number. They're not going to call and ask for your credit card number. Your bank is not going to call you and say, what is your debit card number? We're having suspicious activity. Can you verify it? No. They will not ever do that. So if you can just keep those general things in your mind and I'm going to advise anybody that's listening that's going, "Oh my gosh, I do all these things that they're saying not to do. <laughs> Call Bill, okay, you you do this, you teach these classes and and I wish we had all the time in the world. sure, uh, but we don't. but basically we covered you're you're in the business of actually really going over so much information, like we just talked about from my chart, banking. Entry level iPhone classes to just a spectrum, and, and every day you're going to add something because something new is going to pop up. You're going to hear about it. Um, if you could find us a way to get rid of uh, my car warranty calls, yeah, Bill, you know I think you and, you would, and everybody you, else, you, right? you, would, you would have it made. <laughs> just block them. But <laughs> but but for what you're doing in our industry, uh, I I definitely applaud you. That's why you know I had to reach back out because well, thank you, I appreciate that because you're helping protect um, a, a group of folks that that people want to assume are not smart. They're very smart people. It's just the technology and the games that people are able to play now, fishing, that's a term that people will have to learn what that is. They don't know so they can fall for it because it seems so legitimate. Sure, It seems so real. And, you know, back in the day when your bank would call, you would answer the phone because, you know, there wasn't the technology to hack into now it's just there, so you have to protect yourself every which way you can, and you never stop learning. That's super important because um, I know my mother. It, it, I used to, I say her that way. I don't get in trouble from anybody else in the right. world, but you know what? Her mind is sharp, and learning you she she enjoys that. She enjoys reading books to learn information going to seminars such as yours, to learn something new. And she's proud to learn something new. And it's freeing. It's it's an independent feeling you walk away from, and that's important. Yeah, I I
1: always encourage family members to encourage their parents, however old they are, to proactively engage, absolutely, um, and whether it's technology, whether it's news, whether it's cooking, um, it's it's interesting as the older people get. Let's say people in their late 80s or 90s, there's uh, they've grown up with this division of responsibility. Yes. Well, Herbie cuts the grass and I cook the meals and clean the house, and now you look at um, younger boomers or let's say millennials. Well, mm-hmm. that that. That division of responsibilities doesn't really exist that way. No. So when one passes, think right. about this. Well, Herbie paid all the bills online. I've heard that a million times. Well, Herbie died last year. Right. I don't know what to do. Right. And my kids live in Chicago. Right. And, and so part of it is I, I really would encourage families to have this very honest discussion it, with each other, mm-hmm. w- whether hopefully you know both spouses are alive, but right. if not, but the kids if they're willing to help right is to have that conversation and encourage them to learn
0: and proactively engage
1: and not just sit on the couch and watch TV.
0: No, I agree. you know uh, my mother had that discussion with my brother and I. Uh, my brother of course is retired military. I do what I do, and all of her passwords that she has, so all of her online banking and everything she shared with us. We have put away, tucked in a safe, because, you know, as she says, she never knows, and she always knocks on wood, yep. but, you know, she could end up in the hospital for a week or two. Something could go wrong, and she's so um, very um, anal about making sure things are paid. Like, she literally pays her bills every day. <laughs> I mean, I mean, she's that person. And uh, she's, Whatever works, right? That's her. She's yeah, going to hear yeah, this yeah, and be yeah. like, why did you talk about <laughs> this? But, but I know how it is, so... We also have access to be able to go in if something falls short because um, my father passed away many years ago. Mm-hmm. So she has – and, and it, we ran into that same situation, though. When he passed away, he had paid all the bills. So she had to learn from where everything's at, sure. how to pay – I mean, literally. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, and so, you know, she ha- we have had that conversation, luckily, us as a family. So if something happens, either myself, my brother, we can jump in – We can take over my aunt, um, the same type situation. We've had that conversation, you know, we, we, you know, um, just to be able to, to keep their lives moving, you know, because when, you know, hopefully you come home out of the hospital, something happens or procedure, you know, your water's still on your, your power's still on just the basic, simple things. But, uh, I, I appreciate what you're doing. What you're doing is just awesome. I mean, it's, it's such a big deal. And, and really, I, it, it's going to blow up bigger and bigger because people, you're going to be like, okay, I got to schedule you three weeks out. You're probably already doing that. I mean, because people are going to want to learn and they're going to hear this and they're going to realize, wow, I'm doing some of these things that are dangerous or you know what, I don't know about this technology I have. Sure. I mean, um, you know, like a, a really cool class is like the Amazon Alexa. I mean, I'm not promoted to talk about them, but my mother has found that it's a game changer for her. Uh, right. I, I taught her about Audible. Okay. So now she listens to book, and that changed. She was like, "Okay, I'm hooked." Um, you know, but one of
1: the things I talk about, and I won't mention any specific, right? Uh, uh, artificial intelligence, right? Uh, yeah. but but a lot of, I want to tell the good, bad, and the ugly. Yeah, you know, do you care? It listens all the time, right? Or don't you care? Right. It's up to you. It's all of this. What I say is a personal choice, right? And then when some people realize some do listen all the time, they're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I don't." And not that they're doing anything bad, but they right. just don't want to be feel intrusive. Right.
0: I I, I laugh with my wife. I, I I do I do I have a I always get the newest Alexa. Okay. Okay. Because I it sits right by my bed. Uh, uh, I, I use it as alarm, a timer for the cook. It, 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 it's it has all my appointments in it and everything. It, the app even talks to my phone. Sure. Okay. Sure. I can turn the lights on. I mean, yeah, they're both okay. compatible. So. Okay, and I know what I know. It listens, mm-hmm. but but check this out. If it's listening, there's somebody actually physically listening to it. They're gonna hate my life is so boring. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, so, think so about they're gonna that. Move, they're gonna move on. Right, right. I promise. Yeah, you there's really. got to be something juicier than this. Right? <laughs> yeah, for, for for me, this is you know this is this is where I talk at home. They're gonna be all they're gonna hear in the background the History Channel. Right. That that's my thing. Right. But right. but. Once again, I I do want to give your information out, Bill, because, you know, you're you're working with Anderson University, getting ready to help them out uh, with some courses going on. Um, You're you're in Greenville. You've done things at the Malden um, uh, Senior Center. I mean, um, you're doing classes. You're 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 doing it everywhere. Uh, And I know it's going to grow. It, and I know that, you that's know, the plan. that's the plan. And <laughs> and we're going to, we're going to make help that happen because it's it, it's really, really important for, for these subjects and more that I didn't have a chance to even go over. But, but yeah, you, what I say
1: is I offer technology and educational services and programs. Right. And so, um, when you tell them where to find me, then, yeah. then that, that you'll be able to see the website, you'll be able to see Facebook. Well, and, and it's really, um, the cool thing is I figured out now that if, you know, somebody call and says, "Hey, can you do a program on online shopping?" Which I don't have one now, but sure, we can create one.
0: Well, no, it, and it's just thing like you said. I hate to go back to this, and it's I'm sounding like a like a broken record. But when you don't know, you don't know, right? And and so that that's so important. And honestly, you know, I I won't even lie. Um, some of these classes, you may even see me going. Ah. And hearing it. I mean, just because we not I don't think anybody's omniscient. None of us are all knowing. And there's people like yourself that have took time to go in and research and learn to be able to teach us how to do these things. Um, where a lot of us had it we can't or didn't have the time or missed the curve. Right. And right. and you knowing how to teach it is 99% of it when you, when you can break it down and you know, I know it's rewarding uh, as a teacher. Oh, my, it's my in-laws it's incredibly were fulfilling. It is because you're watching somebody that literally took it out of the box. Now is able to use it and actually get a benefit because they're not cheap. Right. Technology is not cheap. So you know, it's, it's kind of, I joke and laugh. I think I told you when we were talking the other week, I said, you know, people have like 45 different options inside their car. Most of them know 12. Mm-hmm. They don't, a lot of the technology they don't even use in their car and they paid, you know, $50,000 for their car. You know, it, it blows my mind. But, but I appreciate you coming today. Uh, guys, just call Bill. Um, it's, it's the easiest way to do it. It's Bill Vickery. Uh, you can email Bill. If you have an email, uh, <laughs> reach out to Bill at Bill at com. okay? That's Bill at com, and that's spelled V-I-C-A-R-Y, okay? Or you can reach Bill by just giving him a telephone call at 864-621-0224, 864 621 0224. And as always, if you have questions um, that you would like for me to ask Bill for you or find another way to reach out, uh, as always, you can reach out to me. Uh, for, like I say every episode, Andy at SelectCareRx.com. Or you can always give me a telephone call at 864-934-8950. I'll be happy to uh, share any information or get it to Bill. Bill can contact you. If you're in an organization um, or or, or run a senior center or ALF or anything of that nature and you need Bill to come in to teach a class, uh, I can help you get in contact with Bill. It's not a problem whatsoever. Um, And, of course, as always, if you guys have a topic for an episode that you would like to hear uh, come up on a specific subject or you have uh, something that is interesting that you feel like uh, needs to get out there, Please feel free to contact me. Uh, Once again, it's Andy at SelectCareRx.com. And, Bill, once again, thank you for the show. Thank you for what you're doing. And until next episode, God bless. Thanks, Andy. Appreciate the time. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to We Think We Talk. All information discussed on this show is for entertainment purposes only. Please contact your medical or healthcare professional for more medical advice.